to Alphabet Flight and Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Jackson. Hi, I'm Jack Snufflin. So we have a bonus episode today. Because we talked about someone who was in the Circus of Crime. Going back all the way back to the end of my first volume. Because they ended the first volume. Because it was to Abomination to Circus of Crime. Yeah, this is going to be a bonus episode where we talk about the Circus of Crime. It's not much to talk about them, but they're interesting. Mostly because they're one of, I think, three circus-based crime syndicates. That's the thing you have in the Marvel Universe. So do you know anything about the Circus of Crime? All I know is what we learned during the Princess Python episode. So they had a um they had a clown who's their leader. They had uh Princess Python whose thing was she's the snake lady. They also had a guy who, the ringleader who could mesmerize people and he used that to hypnotize them, take their money, and then uh reveal that their sign didn't just say circus, it said circus of crime, which is a very like aesthetically pleasing goof. Yeah, because that should happen every single time they steal stuff. That this piece of paper falls off of crime shows up, and then, and then like the one person who didn't get hypnotized because they're like the protagonist, um, like they're just like, oh no, there's crime about to happen. <laughs> so I just like briefly, just very briefly. It was skimming through like the uh, the su- summation of the Circus of Crime, and Nazis pop up as <laughs> what <laughs> as a thing. So uh, yeah, basically, the Circus of Crime is a band of a traveling circus band of performers, usually led by the Ringmaster, who we will talk about in many months from now. It was originally a small uh, circus called Tybalt Circus. And uh, they they were managed by the Tybalt family, basically. In in the 1930s, Fritz Tybalt, uh, then manager and ringmaster of the circus, became active in the Na- uh, Nazi party activity. Well. I mean, he was Austrian. Oh, sure. I'm not going to forgive the Nazi thing, but I'm going to forgive the, the circumstances that he became a Nazi. I'm not. If you have the power to hypnotize people, you could just like... Walk up to Hitler and be like, hey, uh, find a ditch and some gasoline, bruh. Well, he did kind of do that at the end. It's just a little yeah, bit too but, late. Like, accelerate that process. After he was asked by the German, after World War II, he was asked by German intelligence to take a circus to America. Supposedly just to, you know, give performances. Because that's what intelligent agencies are, you know, wanting. Not to, like, do crime? But it was actually to use the talents of the Nazi sympathizers and his performers to murder high (laughs) high government officials. (laughs) 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 I love Marvel. I love it. Marvel is great. Anyone who says anything otherwise, including me in the past, like, I think ten minutes ago. Is wrong. <laughs> I am. Okay. I want this caper as a as something. I, I just want to see, just like, hey, Nazi clown, try to kill this senator. Okay, but I want it to like be done by somebody who's like really serious. Like, no, this is gonna be a, like 
tight, down-to-earth political narrative. We're gonna like dig into the soul of um, the man called Cannonball and the crafty clown and the great Gumbonos. Ah, <laughs> uh, so um, so but then like Cap, guess what happened? Cap, <laughs> Cap, Cap dealt by. with that problem. Like, <laughs> Cap was just like, "Yo, this ain't cool," and then he got him deported. <laughs> Wait, just deported? All yeah, right, they technically haven't done it yet. Oh, sure. Um. So, yeah, and then, and then the circus, I just kept on going, and then eventually Fritz and Lola Tobolt was murdered by Nazis, and then, and then like their son was just like, "Hey, I'm gonna take this circus to America, but not try to murder people with Nazi sympathizers." <laughs> yeah, but then he just did, you know, what anyone anyone should do: steal from the people who who. Who come to you? God damn it! <laughs> so You're already making money. At least he's not a Nazi. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> he, true. He hates Nazis, which is something which is which is better than I could say about half the government we have right now. Yeah, and also like if like I'm not much of a circus person, but if you like the circus of hating Nazis, I would at least go. Like I, I would let them steal from the people who are well off. Yeah, like if they, you know, Robin Hooded that, that'd be fine. Well, no, 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 I'm not even talking about Robin Hooding. Just, like, take for the well-off and keep for themselves. Just stay away oh. from the poor people. Yeah, that's fine. So, let's talk about some of the people. Sure. Who have we got? So, first person. His name is Strongman. Uh, good, good. Do you want to guess, do you want to guess what, uh, what his power is? Um, I'm thinking he's, like, really good at, like... Uh, he he's telekinetic, but only for milk. No, he's he does not have lactose kinesis. But he sadly he he's just very strong, and he with glamour muscles. Now I know that there is a strong guy in the X Men thing. Is this I, a different I was about guy? to mention strong guy. He's oh, not yeah. strong guy. He's strong man. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So, um, so uh, his name is Bruce Olfstein. He's a Weight weightlifter and circus strongman. He's a former Swedish citizen, now naturalized uh, American citizen with a criminal record. Um, he was born in Stockholm and sy- uh, Stockholm syndrome. Said that all exactly. <laughs> Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, and he first showed up in Hulk, uh, The Incredible Hulk, issue number three. The Hulk banished to outer space in nineteen six in nineteen sixty two. So this is this is before this is back when Marvel was still doing mostly mar- uh, monster comics. Mm, this is sure. before like Hulk became like a superhero slash antihero thing. It has a really great cover. Let me. I'm gonna read this to you real quick because there's most of the covers is just covered in uh in text. I can't. Con- oh, what's it called? You said. I can't control. I can't control him anymore. The Hulk has gone berserk. That's Rick Jones. The guy who caused the Hulk to be the Hulk. Good job, Rick Jones. And see the Hulk banished outer space, trapped by the Ringmaster, and other thrills. With the most, with the most exciting original co- character in comics, which I agree, the Hulk is great. Um, and it's just like, look, nothing could stop him. He could fly. <laughs> <laughs> I love this cover. Uh, oh my god! And this is when Jack Lee and. 
the Jack. I always say that Jack Lee. That's their that's their couple name. Stanley it is. Jack Kirby. Yeah. You, um, if you want a visual, uh, so you've got a bunch of army guys pointing at the Hulk, who is flying, maybe just jumping through sky, while a missile or a rocket or something is just like about to ram right into his lower thigh, and the Hulk has some guy in Rick his Jones. hand. Yeah, yeah, Rick Jones in his hand. Um, but the Hulk's head is not the right size for his body, and it's it's like slightly off, and it's uncanny. We blame Jack Kirby and Dick Ayers. Mm-hmm. So, but it's a great cover. You should definitely look at it. I'm gonna have, make sure that it gets posted. Most of the other people are gonna show up at the same time, so I don't have to discuss it again. <laughs> Actually, wait. There's three stories I need. Do need to discuss this. <laughs> so, so part one. Because this is back when comics were more like a bunch of little short stories. Um, so part one is Banished Outer Space. Uh, General Thunderbolt Ross captures Rick Jones and tell him that the Hulk is the only one who can survive the tremendous G-Force of America's newest, most important missile. <laughs> they, they, they convince Rick Jones to lead the Hulk to the capsule so it can be tested. Little does Rick know that the army intends to send the Hulk into a one-way trip into the vast infinity of space. <laughs> Guess what happened when that happened? Last well, Next time it happens. He comes back and tries to destroy the world because, because he felt love for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and you, then you destroyed him and his son, but his son didn't die. Actually, both of his sons didn't die. They actually have like a couple of spinoff comics that are actually really good. Should definitely read it. Like a uh, hmm. dark, uh, well, Hero Kala is the dark. It's dark son of a uh, hmm. son of Hulk, and then their son of Hulk. Uh, one is a Conan Barbarian type who lives oh, nice. on like a lava planet, which is a destroyed planet, and he's just he's like he's five, and he's just like a gigantic just Hulk guy who just is just like, yo, I need to survive. I'm Conan. <laughs> Here's a big sword. <laughs> 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 his name is Scar Son. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, good. And then good. there's Hiro Kala, who is basically like uh, more of a takes after more of his mother, and he has something called the Old Power, and it's more of a contemplative story. Uh, it's not Conan the Barbarian, but the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> but read both of them; they're both really good. Then we have the clown. You want to guess who the clown thing is? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing based on his name, he's a clown? Oh, you got it. You're very perceptive. <laughs> uh, uh, mine like a steel trap. Yeah. Uh, so his real name is Elliot Crafty Franklin. Well, that's his nickname, obviously. Oh, okay. <laughs> Someone gave him that middle name. Like, who does that to somebody? <laughs> his occupation is circus clown. He was born in Orlando, Florida. Of course he would be. Right. His father was named Quirky. Corky, as in cork. And, huh. And uh, he also showed up in Hulk number three. And um, he becomes a leader of the Masters of Menace. So does he have, like, powers or, like, combat training? Or is it just a he's, clown? He's a clown. No, like, their whole deal in the first place was just like, hey, we're going to hypnotize a bunch of people and steal their stuff. They didn't need okay. any training. Okay, sure, I get that, but like they, like they're fighting the Hulk. Why are 
why are these guys going up against the Hulk? Oh well, yeah, I did go. I didn't go f- do the rest of it. By the way, sorry. Oh, see, sure. see, like this is it's like uh, layers, you know. Oh sure, tell sure. You about a couple. Okay, so part two, as uh, the origin of the Hulk, which was two issues ago. So I don't know why they have to do it again, <laughs> but as Rick Jones sits against a cold, dank wall, fighting desperately to keep from falling asleep, his. His thoughts race uh, art go racing back, back to the beginning, two issues ago, to the horror origin of Hulk. Unless it was a reprint, maybe it was a reprint story. Mm, maybe. Okay, then we're going to talk about a couple other people. Then we have Fire Eater. Do we know what his? What is his his thing? Um, I'm guessing shooting fire, but is it like, uh, like a is it just like doing it like everybody else does, or is he doing it? Like as a superpower, we'll get to that. There's a little bit of, a little bit of things here. Sure. Difference. So, uh, his name is Thomas Ramirez. So, maybe Hispanic. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, his occupation is circus fire eater. He's no. He's he's uh he used to be Spanish. Hmm. So. And he's now a uh, naturalized citizen, uh, American citizen, with a criminal record. Um, he was born in Madrid, Spain. Um, he's single. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, And he first appeared in Ghost Rider 72, but I don't believe that, because it says something different here. <laughs> uh, so it says here, anyway, that uh, he first appeared in the... Uh, in Marvel 2-in-1, issue number 76, The Big Top Bandits, in June 1983. <laughs> I mean, t- one. And apparently Giant Man shows up. And a Bill oh, Foster Giant Man, who makes a cameo in A-Man and the Wasp. Mm. Um, and this is a thing in the Iceman, Marvel 2-in-1. Mm. Well, well, it's always going to be the thing in someone else, because that was what Marvel 2-in-1 was. Then eventually right. just became The Thing. <laughs> because because people love The Thing. Maybe because he was written consistently well, and uh, Fantastic Four has been on and off as an okay thing for most of its existence. Right. So His ability is he can consume fire within his mouth and project it out of his mouth without suffering in- uh, injury. So, like fire eaters do. Yeah, that's it. That's a thing. I, I know a guy who does that. No, it's actually a trick you can learn. I'm not going to say easily, but if you put a little bit of work to it. Yeah, like he, like he learned it in an afternoon in my backyard while we were getting drunk. Yeah, like you can learn it if you take, like, just try it. <laughs> so, um, so that's his ability. People at home definitely, you know, do so safely. Read, you know, read guides. Make sure you're having necessary precautions. You know, don't do this around things that could easily burn. Have that kind of stuff on hand. But also, it's not that impressive. Yeah, maybe like, do it while as, you're drunk. As a supervillain. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, like in the universe that has like Thanos and Galactus and uh, the Red Ghost, breathing fire is not that impressive. Okay, yeah, so, uh, wait, he also has incendiary de- uh, devices, which are Inferno okay. discs, designed by himself and the clown. 
So apparently the clown is smart. And then the next person we're going to talk about is the Great Gambino. Gambanos, I should say. Can you guess what the Great Gambanos are? Because there's a reference, not a reference, a stereotype apparently with Italian <laughs> circus people that they're... Uh, I'm guessing they're like a like acrobat type people? Yep, they're great acrobats. Of course. <laughs> um, and it's Ernesto and Luigi Gambano. They first showed up in Amazing Spider-Man number 16. They're, they, they do acrobats. <laughs> sure, which, I mean, pretty useful as a super, as like a, as a comic book thing. That's basically what a lot of um, the street level people do. So the third story and the third issue of Hulk. Will the Mighty Hulk be a match for Ringmaster? Yes. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry, I answered I mean, it. Very obviously, yes, he will be. The Ringmaster's circus travels from town to town, hypnotizing audiences into a catatonic state and robbing them and looting the town. Um, the FBI is onto him, but before they can bust them, Rick Jones and the Hulk ended up attending a performance. <laughs> I would also like to point out, which I don't think a lot of people uh, remember, is in the first issue of Avengers ever. Um, Loki hypnotizes the Hulk to be a clown, like he's juggling wow. and in a clown outfit. Wow, that's it's kind of a terrifying picture. Yeah, that's actually not a bad plan. He's not like doing anything; he's just locked down. Well, well, he was using him to like you know fight and stuff, but he turned him into a clown for some reason. So let's talk about the last two. So Jack Pulver. He is a human, well, sorry, the human cannibal. I forgot to say. Human cannibal. Guess what his occupation is? Uh, being a human cannibal? Yep. Um, he first showed up in Hulk number three. His thing is, he's also a skilled acrobat. And oh, that's good. he could be shot out of a cannon. He also has cool. a suit that makes him look like a, like a, you know, that's kind of bullet shaped. Mm, sure. Now, here uh, is the is only Is it made of metal? So, yeah, it's made of metal. That could, that's probably decent armor. Not bad in a fight. Yeah. We're slowly getting more competent in terms of, like, people who could be a threat to somebody. Well, um, so we're talking about the person who is the most likely to be an actual threat. Livewire. Oh, uh, electricity powers? His name is Ranch Preston. I mean, Rance Preston. So... Just imagine how white he looks, because that's how white he looks. <laughs> um, he he's a performer of rope tricks and a former cowboy. Wait, dude, that's not an occupation. Either of those. <laughs> I used to, I could perform one rope trick when I was a child. I did not get any money for it, and also you don't get paid for being a former cowboy. Actually, wait. I mean, technically, that's what's uh, not Billy the Kid. What's his name? Um. That's what Buffalo Bill did for like 40 years. So Yeah, he did. Okay, okay, he can get paid for that. And this is a PG-13 podcast, so I won't talk about me getting paid for rope tricks. So let's move on from that bit. He's an American citizen with a uh, criminal record. So, if you were to guess a cowboy, where a cowboy would have came from, like what state, what really big state would he come from? Hmm, my first is like Wyoming, Nebraska. No, you went for more traditional. It, Texas. Mm. 
Oh, well. Yeah. We went for more traditional there. You're supposed to go with stereotypical. Ah, that's um, fair. Yeah. Uh, he's divorced. He's the first person who's not single. Hmm. Well, uh, he's still I mean, single. He's still he's single, just... but he used to not be single. <laughs> he hasn't um, always been single. And he first showed up in Fantastic Four uh, Annual Number 5, uh, Divide and Conquer, in November 1967. Has everyone in it. And I love this. The, the, there's an immensely just uh, busy cover, because it's a king-sized. It's not a giant-sized, it's a king-sized. But it has the Inhumans, the Black Panther... And the most surprising announcement from Mr. Fantastic. This is this is the issue we found find out that uh Sue is pregnant with Franklin. Oh. oh my. And this is also the issue where she stops being a character for multiple years because she has a child. And she was uh. <laughs> We do get like more crystal and Medusa out of it, but like, you know, maybe she could still be a character while she's pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. This is when Psycho Man first shows up who we will be talking about in a future episode actually in two two episodes after this comes out yeah he worked as an agent for psycho man so apparently this tiny man from from the microverse was just in in a big suit was just like hey cowboy would it work for me <laughs> and he took one look at that device that says hate fear confusion or whatever it said he's just like yes you seem like a stable person i i haven't had a great employment history for the last few months i get it you take what you can get he's a master at handling handling the lariat aka like a lasso mm, sure and he also is like good at ranch stuff as well as horseback riding sure so so the reason why he's called live wire is because he uses an electric electric lasso oh sure Oh, he's like that dude from um, the Kingsman 2. But yeah, basically does rope tricks and shocks people. As you do. That's that's decent. That's a decent supervillain thing. Yeah, so we're done talking about the Circus of Crime. <laughs> so so uh, what do you think? Who's your favorite? The man called Cannonball has the strongest, like, um, he's the most interesting. Because, like, you know, he's got... Like, his, his thing is having a cannon, and that's not something you see every day. I appreciate but what, that. But at the same time, like, he's, as as his, uh, as his comic vine description says, a somewhat weak member of the Circus of Crime, because he relies on a cannon. <laughs> I get you, but I'm at least interested in him. Like, I've already forgotten the names of the, of, like, the Italian guys, and Crash of the Clown is just a clown. Like, I don't... So my favorite, my favorite is probably Fire Eater, because he probably, as you said, I, I mean, as your friend did learn, he probably just learned it over like, like a, a weekend of being uh, like a weekend party when he was drunk and uh, then somehow got a paying job out of it. If you can work the resume, you should work that resume. And if you can make Fire Eating look like someone means you should be hired, I respect that. I respect it too. In fact, I respect the circus of crime. They're just a bunch of losers trying to use their circus skills to steal from people. I do not respect them at all. I'm sorry. They're like they're they're doofus. They're not even like a coordinated like doofus group. Now, if you want a coordinated group, the Death Rose. 
but that's another episode. It literally has Death Rose and the title when I talk about them. So there's a guy on there named Discus. Guess what he does? He uh, he conjures Disc to let him teleport via hell. That's exactly it. No, but uh, yeah, we're pretty much done. So um, this is a bonus episode, so I don't have to. I don't feel like doing plugs. Uh, yeah, yeah. So if you want to find us, um, launch yourself into space, and we'll be there. Yeah, we can't stop him. He can fly now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>